0: And we are back. It's myself, it's Rudy, it is Stats, and it's Sweep the League time brought to you by Machismo Libre and Special Leaf Tea, great sponsors of Sweep the League. We, we've kind of been on a little hiatus, uh, life's been happening. We've all been busy. Candace is busy, Rocky's busy. Shamaya is just funny thing. I saw Shamaya posted that he had a like an advertisement in Times Square, and that was pretty cool. So that shows you how. Big Shamaya is getting. We're just really busy at Sweep the League. Not only that, I mean, we've caught missions coverage coming up. We've been posting some mission stuff. We're going to have more coming this weekend. Add some player interviews. We just got a lot of stuff going on here. Nonetheless, we're going to be with you here for just a little while tonight as we launch another episode of Sweep the League. A lot of happenings going on. But first, let's bring in Stats himself stats it feels like forever since we've talked man but a lot has gone on in the sports world
1: yeah man there is a lot uh we we couldn't have picked a better time to uh kind of pick up the uh the podcast here man there is a lot so we got nba playoffs um aaron Rodgers finally got traded thank goodness i think we're all just kind of waiting there getting a little impatient Um, But yeah, like you said, man, a lot of exciting stuff happening for Sweep the League. Uh, We got some missions coverage happening and have some fun with that. A lot of good um, opportunities. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I haven't been to a missions game in a while, but my last my last experiences there were a blast. So
0: yeah and also uh I launched a Substack uh for those of y'all that want to go to it's sweeptheleague.substack.com subscribe there it's free we're going to be releasing some content on there I've got three articles up there right now one of them is on the draft which is happening um this Thursday actually so uh it, it's it's going to be fun I'm talking about the Texans I'm going to release a couple more things there on Substack, if not uh later tonight probably uh throughout the week as far as draft coverage goes but speaking of draft, man, draft has been impacted this week already with uh, the movement from the Green Bay Packers. The Cheeseheads themselves, Aaron Rodgers officially becomes a Jet and we can't lie, man. This is something that we knew was going to happen already. I'm sure, right? Because it was been he's been linked to it already for a while. Yeah. No, I think we
1: all knew this was happening, but it was just a matter of, like, you know, all right, win, and then we had to say win some more, and then we had to say, okay, win some more, and then we had to look at the watch, look at our phone, the time, and it was taking a little while, so it finally happened, thank goodness. Um, yeah, man, so let's let's
0: get into this, man. Our thought, what are your thoughts on this? So, my thing is that I, I want to say both teams won the trade. I mean, I really didn't see a losing team on this, but I mean, if you look at the jets man where do you in your opinion let me I may ask you this you may not know it, but you may on that offensive side, where is their weakness at? where do you legit see a weakness on that offensive side? I mean, maybe maybe receiver
1: depth, maybe they could improve their o line
0: you said the word o line that is that is the true probably weakness of there because i mean you got rogers under center now rogers is not young Rodgers, obviously you got Brees hall michael carter in the backfield uh you've got garrett wilson Corey davis alan lazard as your wide receiver core you could you could basically you could upgrade the receiver there tyler conklin and cj uzoma uzoma i'm sorry um are your tight ends there now you can't you can't really say anything bad about that tyler conklin is a very you know very good tight end there but look at your offensive line you have makai becton you have lakin tomlinson connor McGovern is your center elijah vera tucker and max mitchell you've got some really good players there it's about health if these guys stay healthy he's got a pretty good offensive line I think where this trade was really won by the Jets was that they were able to still keep that first-round pick. All they did was flip-flop with Green Bay. Green Bay moved up in the draft two spots. Jet moves down two spots in the draft. What does that mean? They can get one of these massive offensive linemen, a guy like Cody Mock out of uh, uh, North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Peter Skarinski falls uh paris uh paris uh, johnson i believe from ohio state maybe he falls the jets are are pretty much set man now the defensive side um it could use some work it really could use some work but the old line man if they can get another guy in there a very accomplished offensive lineman to protect rogers do you really think this jets team has a chance in the afc Oh, absolutely! I think
1: with Rogers' leadership, uh, good coaching. I think um, it's interesting because I saw Sala as a locker room environment changer. Like he has changed like the culture. I feel and, and very similar to, um, you know, Dable what he did with the Giants last season. You didn't just see the team winning. You saw a change in the locker room, a change in the culture. All of a sudden, everyone had this very optimistic mindset and everyone was ready for a fresh start and that's what Robert Sala uh, coach Sala did I feel like for the Jets as well last season Um, and both of those coaches did very good jobs with their their new franchises Um, like you said I don't think either team lost this trade Um, it was huge I think for the Jets to be able to have that first round pick and relatively early one Um, like you said they can just draft one of these big like o-linemen who are pretty good um to bolster that o-line right off the bat um they have a receiving core you know garrett wilson's up and coming i mean they this team had the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year you know sauce is one of the best corners already in the league um the defense is no joke either um and the thing is if you also look at it from the Packers standpoint they still get draft like compensation and such and they still have a first round pick as well but not only that but they don't have to deal with Rodgers um so because they're sending him off to the other conference in might i say a very competitive conference with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, uh Russell Wilson over there I'm sure like Denver's going to flip it um so you know Lamar Jackson right now with the Ravens so there's a there's a lot of competition in the AFC and I think the Packers won in that sense too because I mean, they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl next season, let's be honest, but, you know, they won't have to deal with having to face Rodgers in the NFC. So in a considerably weaker NFC, as far as quarterbacks go as well.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking at the division. I mean, you said, uh, now look at that division, Buffalo. Are they better than Buffalo? I don't think so. Are they better than Miami? That's kind of hard to say. I mean, Tua is Tua. I don't, I still don't buy the whole Alabama QB hype, even though we've got Bryce Young, who's going to be drafted um, this year's draft. I still haven't seen an Alabama quarterback, a Nick Saban quarterback, make it in the NFL. So I'm still, I'm still, I still don't buy the Tua stuff. Again, you have another guy, Mac Jones with the Patriots. Again, Nick Saban guy, Bama quarterback. I, I don't buy the Bama quarterback thing. So I think if you're looking at it, are the Jets the second best team in the AFC East? Quite possibly? I mean, I mean, do you think so? Yeah, I mean, them and the Bills are probably
1: tied for the best team in the AFC East. I, I don't think Miami's there yet, and that's all as like, I, I don't fully believe in Tua myself, but they have a lot of pieces. I mean, that's secondary. I mean, Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey
0: there um that's does, again that division how does miami got, not make a move for rogers like literally well,
1: and i'm glad you said that because i was going to mention them as well i i thought that they would have tried to make a move for rogers you know can you imagine pairing him up with tyree Hill and waddle um and you know the the running back committee that they have over there is the perfect system for them to be able to keep you know their offensive weapons intact Um, Again, the big thing with Miami, of course, is with Tua and we want him to stay healthy and such, but I've never really been too impressed. I haven't been too impressed with Tua lately, Um, but the big thing is their coaching. I don't know if Mike McDaniels is going to be able to keep them afloat and keep them very, very competitive and playing at a higher level, especially down the stretch, because this Dolphins team like fell off the wagon near the end of the season last year. Um, So really this is going to be a big test for Mike McDaniels to see if he can keep this momentum going. It's not just about the hot start, especially in the NFL. It's about finishing strong. So that's what the dolphins are going to have to deal with. And um, the AFC East is going to be brutal, man. Um, All four of these teams can compete. The Patriots still have a staunch defense and uh, you know, the bills, they're still the bills. Um, They have to fill some holes out, but um you got Josh Allen there great coaching you know great like solid roster there uh, up and down and now Aaron Rodgers throws a wrench in the entire division and i wouldn't be surprised if the jets win the division
0: real you're taking you would take them over the bills in that division i wouldn't
1: be surprised uh just Ugh. because just because it is it's it's rodgers and i get it like he's you know he's got the reputation for not being clutch but I mean, he's got this fresh start. He's more motivated than ever now to succeed um, outside of the, you know, the the cheesehead nation. So um, I feel like if he can't get it done, you know, this season, um, then there might be reason to worry because this is the season. Again, I'm big on storylines. This is the season for Rodgers to go and show his old team that he can get it very similar to what Brady did with the uh, Patriot with the Buccaneers. He wanted to, you know, in his first season, he goes out, wins the whole thing, but he had the storyline. He wanted to go show that he can do it without Belichick. And I think Rodgers needs to have the mindset and he has, I'm hoping he has this uh, pressure on himself to go and show off, you know, show that he can do it without, um, you know, being under the Packer banner. He can go out and kind of forge his own, um, his own legacy in another place.
0: Do we and expect course, uh, Jordan Love to be a Jet in the next like six years, seven years? It was like Far became a Jet after being a Packer. Rogers became a Jet after yeah. being a Packer. Yeah, but Jordan Love's probably going to be a Jet after six um, years, but... probably. I mean, probably. But
1: um, yeah, no this this Jets team is no joke, and uh, they very it, it's interesting because very similar to what the Buccaneers did prior to Brady arriving. They built this. They've built like the, the roster that they've had through the draft, through good moves. You know, they drafted Sauce, drafted Garrett Wilson. So they, in the Buccaneers, they did the exact same thing. They spent years, you know, drafting Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the O line, the building up the defense, uh, especially the defense was huge for Brady. Um, but again, very similar situation, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Rogers goes far with this team and ends up, you know, edging out the Bills. But again, it's going to be on Rogers. Can he get it done? Um, is he going to apply that healthy pressure on himself to, you know, seal the deal?
0: That is a very hot take. I think you should mark this down and make it into a cut short or something because you saying that they could possibly. Up in the bills, I really need that on tape and save somewhere and probably post it everywhere because I can't see it. I can't see it happening. You know what? I I love to be reminded of how wrong I was when Rogers does take over that division and you can rub it all in my face because I'm looking at I mean I'm looking at the AFC. I don't see them being better than the Bills, I don't see them being better than the Bengals. Uh Baltimore's a crapshoot. Don't know what we can get with Baltimore. They're not better than Kansas City. Are they better with Jimmy G led Raiders? I don't know. Are they better than oh, yeah. a second year Russell Wilson in Denver? Again, I don't know. Are they... we know the Chargers problem? They are the Chargers are the sexiest pick every single year, but can never get it done. Oh, you're going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> well uh, i mean no, justin goodness. herbert is the, is gonna I, I i have said this on the show before justin herbert will probably have the career of philip rivers mm-hmm. never wins the damn thing yeah. but the team is always freaking stacked and it's always mm-hmm. competitive we'll mm-hmm. make the playoffs we'll do they're going to be that sexy pick because they have a position player that is can't really say superb but Way better than average, at majority of every position on the field. So yeah. it's like, who's not going to take them? But Herberts are going to probably end up like Rivers and yeah. have all the stats, but nothing to show for it. But are they better than the Chargers, the Jets? Well,
1: see the thing, there's just a lot of factors to look into here, though. Like you know, the Bills, the Bills, they're they've got, I think, a superior roster. But you also have to look at the track record, man. They they don't tend to get it done. I mean, neither does, you know, Rogers doesn't have the best track record either, but the Bills keep finding ways to, like, they lost to the Bengals with the DeMar Hamlin storyline. When when you have a storyline like that, you you have all the reason in the world to go out there and deliver the best games possible in the postseason. One, not only to win the franchise its first world title, But two, you're going to do it for a teammate who almost died on the field. Like, I mean, you can't ask for more motivation, a better storyline. And that loss to Cincinnati and Burrow, at home, by the way, in Buffalo, that was just deflating. And those are the kinds of losses the Bills, unfortunately, um, tend to to get in crunch time. Um, So unfortunately, it's just one of those things. Do I still think the team is really good? Absolutely. The Bills are probably going to like do really well in the in the regular season. They can play pretty well in the postseason, but there's something. I have a feeling there's always something that's going to happen.
0: You know what's sad is the NFC just looks pathetic. I'm going to use that word. I mean, Eagles are probably the best team in the NFC. I mean, you can give me the 49ers, yeah, but are we going to see Brock Purdy magic all over again. Um, there's Trey Lance the QB there. Everybody's on the Justin Fields bandwagon. I I see it, but I don't. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. And I'm just gonna say this. Eagles are probably the best game in the NFC. With Rogers gone, the NFC is pretty much like, okay, it's the Eagles for them to lose. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, on the other hand, Again, the Cowboys are the chargers of the NFC. Sexy pick. But what the hell are they going to do? You never know what they're going to do. Uh, so honestly, loaded. The honestly,
1: thing- yeah, I, I feel sorry for Cowboys fans. I really do. Like, this is, they. the door has been opened for them. Like, it, it's opened even more now. You know, with Rodgers being in the AFC, it's one less. I mean, Brady retiring too. Like, that's two major, like, blocks, like, in your way that have just cleared. So there is no excuse. I I thought there was no excuse for the Cowboys last season. I mean, they really should have. The door was wide open for them, and in classic Cowboys fashion, they blew it. And I, and the door is even wider now. It's it's wider for them to just sneak in there and make some you know big splash. And they're gonna find a way. Unfortunately, I I it reminds me so much of the Bills. Like of course the Bills are more consistent and they're better, you know, obviously right now than the Cowboys are, but. They have that same problem where they just keep finding ways to lose and not deliver. And you know, props to them for making the right moves right now. So the Stephon Gilmore signing was
0: huge. Um, but it's just the Cowboys, it's hard to depend on them. And that's what I'm saying. So are the Cow okay, so the Cowboys are not the best in the NFC East. Obviously, Philadelphia is now mm-hmm. if what we're hearing is gonna happen and Derrick Henry goes to Philadelphia, then that just kind of puts them up another notch miles sanders is in carolina so Mm -hmm. if they don't get derrick henry rumor has it they're going for Bijan robinson at 10 which again i hate i hate the fact that we're going to see a running back drafted super early in the first round but i get it i mean very talented athlete very good running back you know he's a difference maker yes but again at a position where you can get Bijan Robinson, great. You can get a guy like a Jamar Gibbs or a Chris Rodriguez in you know the second round or late first round. I mean, different types of runners, but are you really gonna rely on Bijan? Did they really rely on Miles Sanders last year? A c- pretty explosive back. He's no Bijan Robinson, but you have Jalen Hurts who you just paid all this damn money to. Mm-hmm. You're really going to pay him all that money to just hand the ball off and dunk and dink to B. John Robinson. I can't see it. I really can't. So then you have Cowboy Nation. We will take B. John Robinson. Okay. Again, for what reason? You pay Dak Prescott all this money to lead you. Running back mm-hmm. should not be that, that important to these two teams, but It is nonetheless. Anyway, getting off on a little rant here when it comes to running backs, but real quick. Speaking of running backs,
1: I want to get your thoughts on this. So I I was kind of just reading around like potential like landing spots for some of these prospects. How do you feel about Gibbs with Kansas City?
0: Scary, right? Super scary. Now, there the the rumor mill was that he's going to fall to Kansas City, and he's going to probably end up going to Kansas City would be a good move for them. Kansas City doesn't have very many holes to fill. They could use some defense, you know, some defensive presence, but they can get a couple of defenders in that second and third round. If Jamar Gibbs is there, because clearly Bijan's not there, they are probably going to want to go get a Jamar Gibbs. Now, what does that do? I mean, think about back in the day, if Patrick Mahomes had um, Larry Johnson or a Priest Holmes type player, I mean, imagine what that offense looks like already with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's that's kind of what you're getting with me, Larry, with the with Jamar Gibbs. So I think Jamar Gibbs to the, to the Chiefs would be pretty pretty nice. Does he fall that far? I I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say because you've got a team at 24 right there in Minnesota. I mean, they're they're not all in on Dalvin Cook. He, he's out, basically. So you've got a team like them who's looking for a running back. 19, you've got, you know, yeah, the Bucks need a running back. I mean, Leonard Fournette is not quite that guy. So you've got teams drafting ahead of Kansas City where you could see a Jamar Gibbs go, let's not forget at 28 is the Buffalo Bills. Devin Singletary's gone. He's in Houston. They don't have a running back at all. So, Zach Moss isn't that guy. And, you know, I think that's where you're looking at maybe a Jamar Gibbs going there. They are praying that everybody just passes on Bijan Robinson. And he's there for them at that. But he's not going to go that far. Honestly, in my mock drafts, I have Bijan Robinson going all the way into the 20s. I don't see a team really reaching for him that high. And am I wrong? I'm probably gonna be wrong. But do you really think Jamar Gibbs passes some of those teams that I gave you before he gets probably to Kansas not. City?
1: No. I mean I, yeah, I mean I, I could see him I could see him like landing on one of those teams. Just, there's always like that splash pick by by one of these teams. It just takes that running back and you're like, wait, what? You know, just like super early. Um I know the Chiefs don't particularly like drafting running backs in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, the CEH experiment didn't work out for them. Um, but, you know, I could see them doing this. And the the articles, you know, I was, I was reading about Gibbs potentially landing there. Um, I could see it. I could see them just taking a chance on him, especially if he winds up in
0: that position. How, I mean, think about that, man. Gibbs at Kansas City, if he falls and they take him, Man, that would – they uh, They didn't seem to miss Tyreek Hill very much, but adding a speed back like that is – I can't even – I don't want to say just give them another back-to-back Super Bowl win, but, I mean, it's pretty pretty damn close if you think about it. Uh, this is Sweep the League. We're talking NFL. It's uh, Stats and myself, Machismo Libre, Special Leaf, Olive, tea going to nfc still dude um i love how we're just talking about football right now because we got a draft coming up tomorrow safe to say the lions are probably the best team in the nfc north do you mm-hmm. think the
1: nfc north see it's interesting because i had the bears winning that division so you're buying into the bears man okay I am. I I don't think love's ready. Uh, I I can't trust. I mean, I know how we talked about, you know, like the chart, trusting the Chargers, trusting the Cowboys, because on paper, these teams look great. You're like, oh, man, like, this sounds good. The pathway is open for these teams, but you just you just they they keep finding ways to blow it, man. They just you don't trust them. And um, the Vikings, I don't trust them. I, I don't think they can get it done. I mean, they have they have a lot of good pieces, but they just find ways um and don't get me wrong i mean you can't discredit their success last season they had quite quite the season you know new head coach you know like he he really did do a lot of good stuff there and that team did accomplish a lot but again it's about finishing the race and they they didn't and um they disappointed a lot of people um and i think the bears have fire right now i think fields is more motivated than ever um to, to, you know, to go out there and shell out and just get the job
0: done. Does it, man, How I'm going to put a of scenario here. Bears are sitting at nine. If they stay put and they don't trade, do they really screw the Eagles over and take Bijan? Considering Deontay Foreman is their best running back right now.
1: Oh, man, I could. I mean, I could see that. Oh who is it uh what uh Foreman and then
0: what Khalil Herbert right? Khalil he Herbert, Travis Homer and Treston uh Ebner I think is the last guy. Oh my gosh,
1: yeah. I mean they I, <laughs> I did like Khalil I did like Khalil Herbert when he had the chance to run the
0: ball but you know he's, he's not no, a name. He's you know? no Bijan Robinson. Yeah, he's, he's no athlete like that. Yeah. Deontay Foreman, I mean he's not he's not Bijan Robinson. I I think if the Bears to me, personally, the Bears should probably trade down again and get more assets because they they got to really concentrate on getting – I think offensive line is their biggest priority. So that's the only reason why I see them passing on Bijan Robinson at 9, and he's still there at 10. But wouldn't surprise me if we saw Bijan go to Chicago and have that Justin Fields, Bijan Robinson, DJ Moore triangle of terror in Chicago, but then he goes back to the offensive line. Will they have, you know, will they be able to get an offensive lineman in the second round who's actually worth an F? I mean, yeah. I, they're going to be all gone. The bears have two second round picks, but by the time they draft at 20 at 53 um, in the second round for their first or two second rounders, there's really not many offensive linemen there that they would be able to bank on. So maybe trade down, grab an extra couple of picks, and grab a maybe offensive lineman there. But I think the bears could be a landing spot for Bijan Robinson. Uh, if, if they want to get crazy and get nuts over it. I mean, personally, I I wouldn't do it. They, they need offensive line help, but going back to the team that we mentioned, the lions, man, I mean, the lions are sitting with two picks in the first round. We're talking number six and number eighteen, a Lions team that is. I mean, dude, it's stacked, man. It is stacked.
1: I mean, how did they not make the playoffs next season? Would that would that be the biggest I, disappointment if they don't make the playoffs next season?
0: I've already got them penciled in for the playoffs. That's how. That's how. Like I'm looking at all this. Yes, their defense could definitely use an upgrade. They definitely could use some players at, you know, on the defensive side. Considering Jameson Williams, uh, Jameson Williams got suspended for six games for betting. I guess he didn't listen to or see Calvin Ridley's, you know, whole Twitter thing and all that and getting them. But once Jameson Williams comes back, you've got him, you've got Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Marvin Jones Jr. You still have uh, Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond. You have DeAndre Swift. Let's not forget David Montgomery is there now. So that gives him that little power back to go with DeAndre Swift. A yeah, nice little one-two punch. Exactly. You've got an offensive line. Panessa Wells there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Jonah Jackson, Taylor Decker. They, they've got an offensive line. And they have a revitalized, a rejuvenated Jared Goff, who's been playing balls out since he's been there. So, they they were like one of the hottest offenses last season, right? Yeah. And their defense is not bad either. Let's not, let's not, let me, I'm going to look up their, uh, their stats. But if I'm not mistaken, they were one of the top defensive teams, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they're, you're talking about a Lions team that, Dude, they're going to make some noise. I I really think they're going to make some noise. I mean, yeah, they were... They were last in total yards. They were giving up almost 400 yards. So, yeah, they do need a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball. But with two picks in the top 20, there's absolutely no way they walk away with this draft without two impact players. Um, Mm -hmm. This team is on the up and up. Derek and Shamaya... Should probably be buying, you know, their their lion playoff tickets as we speak. Another hot take: Lions make the playoffs. Lions. Oh, I, don't, I don't even think that's a hot take. No, no, this is the hot take. Lions make the playoffs is a take. The hot take: Lions win the division. Ooh, that's my thing. I, I think they'll win the division. I, I
1: mean, and, and again, Rudy, we just talked about how the NFC just, you know, Tom Brady retires, Aaron Rodgers is in the AFC now. Uh, we just talked about doors opening here for all for a lot of teams in the NFC right now and the lions are all are right there with the cowboys the door is opened even wider now for them to make waves and uh, if i'm if i'm a young like quarterback or if i'm a team like an up and coming team in the NFC right now i'm looking at this and like saying to myself telling my teammates guys the door is even wider now like we can we can make this we can do this and it's gonna be, it's gonna come down to the team who really wants it the most and who can motivate themselves the best. Oh, who's gonna come out of this? Because we already know the Niners are the golden child of the NFC right now. The Eagles are the Eagles. They're like you said, I agree. They're the best team in the NFC right now. Um, but there are these other teams that have to. We're gonna find out what kind of teams they are and what kind of a locker room and team culture they have. By how they perform and how well they do um, going into the playoffs.
0: After Sunday, we're gonna have a really good, really good feel for how these teams are. This, this draft, in my opinion, and I've been covering the draft since you know, and really covering it for a long time, but really putting you know, pen to paper, doing the the research, putting you know, draft live streams out, covering all the rounds and all that. I've been doing that for the better part of almost six years already. And I'm going to tell you right now, this draft outside of the quarterback position is a very impactful draft, very impactful draft. You're going to get players that are going to be starters day one. You're going to get players that are going to be starters for a very, very long time outside of the quarterback position. There's only a couple of quarterbacks in this this whole draft that I love next year's quarterback class. Listen to me, Houston Texans. I have an article on Substack. And I'm telling you, there's two guys next year, uh, Drake May and Caleb Williams. Those are the two guys you want to get. If Caleb Williams was available to be drafted this year, number one, hands down, the rest of the guys take a seat. You're not going to be drafted for a while. Everyone will be fighting for Caleb Williams. This guy is NFL ready right now. But because of the rule, he can't come out. So Carolina's going to take probably Bryce Young. And Houston's there too. I'm like, you know what, dude? If I'm Houston, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, give me that defensive presence. Coming back around, I'm taking, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers, whoever at the wide receiver position. Or if a Christian Gonzalez is a cornerback from Oregon is there, I'm taking him. I'm not worried about QB. But what you know, what I'm saying is this this draft is super impactful outside of the QB position. So after Sunday. We're going to get a really good feel on how these teams are when we look at these draft picks come in and say, "Okay, this guy can be plugged in right here and this is going to make them better. This guy can be plugged in here. It's going to make them better. The only sure shit thing is that the Carolina Panthers are still going to be Carolina Panthers at the end of the day. The Arizona Cardinals are still going to be another Kyler Murray starting under center Season from being, you know, being trash as normal. Are are the Cardinals the most overrated team in the league? They are the most overhyped team in the league. And I don't get it. The guy, I mean, you have Muggsy Bogues at quarterback. I mean, there's, it's, he's, he can't see over defenders. He can't. And, you know, people say. When he was drafted, I remember telling uh, my co host at the time, Gio, when we did that coverage for the first round, I told him Daniel Jones is going to be the better quarterback out of him and Murray. I got Mm -hmm. laughed at by Gio. I got laughed at by everybody that was watching the stream, everything. To this day, I still believe Daniel Jones is a better QB over Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is hot garbage, man. He just got paid too. And he just got paid. He's hot garbage. He cannot lead a horse to water.
1: You know, it is bad, too, because, you know, they're about to lose. Uh, did did uh, they're about to lose Hopkins. He's going to be gone. Yeah, he, he's going to be gone. And then you look at the running back and like James Conner. I mean, he can. I like James Conner, but he can't stay healthy, man.
0: Like, James Conner. Can you agree? James Conner is the reason why the Cardinals were even in games last year.
1: Yes, and I he he's a guy that needs to be in a committee. Like I mean, I I, I like the character. Like the guy, he's a, he's a good dude. He plays his he plays his butt off out there on the field in every play. Um, that season in Pittsburgh, man, was just inspiring. Watching what that guy did, and they they trusted mm-hmm. him with the full workload um, when Bell was out. Uh, so you know, nothing but respect to James Conner, but man, I, and I felt kind of bad for him because he he just kept getting hurt, and that's unfortunately the stigma with him and. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, man. Like his production is what kept a lot of the Cardinals like like a, a lot of those Cardinals games close for
0: them. Yeah. I I mean James Connor is that guy, man. I mean, he really is. And yeah, I think Cardinals are the most overhyped team. And a lot of it has to do with Kyler Murray. They they're not gonna win anything with Kyler Murray at all. So I wouldn't even look at them at number three. If I'm if I'm the Cardinals, I'm probably trading down. Now, you know what? We don't want this pick. We can go get a Jalen Carter. We can go get a Will Anderson. you know what? We can waste their careers off in Arizona. There, there's it's sad because man, Arizona has some players, dude. Like they've got some players on the defensive side. Dude, Baker, man. Their, their defense is wow. I mean, Buda Baker, you have Isaiah Simmons, Zaven Collins there. I mean, you've got guys that can make a difference, and they're young guys at that. So if you can imagine a Jalen Carter or a Anderson there, I mean, that front line is just going to be massive. It's going to be tough to run on them, you know, when it comes to the Cardinals. But then you look at the offensive side. I mean, Kyler Murray, eh. James Conner, the only reason why the Cardinals were good last year. Hopkins is still there, but for how long? In fact, I he's think Hopkins. Cardinal. Yeah, yeah, I think Hopkins gets dealt on on draft night. Him and Henry, Derrick Henry. I think those two guys are the ones that are going to be dealt on draft night, or if not draft night during the draft, I think both of them will probably end up getting moved. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz is there, but again, Zach Ertz is not Philadelphia Eagles Zach Ertz.
1: Yeah, he he's been dealing with injury problems too.
0: Exactly. You have yeah, Marquise Brown and Ronda Rondell Moore as your receivers. Nothing screams this, you know, Cardinals offense as like being great. And, that's and there's not sad.
1: even yeah, that like in there there's not even like a Garrett Wilson there who's like really young, but he's got that potential to like truly be a superstar receiver. Like they don't even have that on the receiving end.
0: Yeah, they don't. And that's where I'm thinking trade down and grab some assets, maybe get another pick in the second or third, get a late first-rounder. You know, this is where – ideally, this is where it's kind of like, okay, again, I'm talking just – I'm spitballing here, but this is where a team like maybe Buffalo comes in. We want to get a top pick. Why? We want to draft Bijan. We want this guy. Or, you know, you get – a team like Seattle who definitely wants to move up a few spots and Carolina, uh, Arizona moves down. I mean, there there's teams out there that are definitely looking at number three. I think number three is the hot commodity. The only guarantees are one and two right now. I think both teams stay still, uh, stand pat. Do I see Houston trading down? I, I think they might. If they can get a really good deal, they might. But I think one and two are pretty set right now. Everything else outside of that, I really feel is up for grabs. Even the Colts. I think the Colts, everybody's on this Will Levis, Anthony Richardson hype for the Colts. I've even seen Anthony Richardson to the Cardinals and them trying to trade Kyler Murray. I I don't see anybody taking Kyler Murray, but I've seen that uh, being, you know, basically shopped around everywhere. Anthony Richardson's a bust from Florida. He's not that guy. Will Levis, again, it's the Zach Wilson effect. It's the Jamarcus Russell effect. You look good when there's nobody there defending you. There's no one there rushing you. Don't get fooled by these drills, man. Will Levis threw 80 yards from his knees. Oh, my God, he's got a cannon. When in the hell is he going to be able to concentrate that long to get the ball 80 yards down the field it ain't gonna happen that's why you don't you don't base your your draft picks off of what they did in a combine or what they did uh in their pro day you go off game film
1: yeah he, he better not end up in indie man they can't they, they don't have good pass protection there
0: no and <laughs> if, there's anything <laughs> if there's anything we learn from the past two seasons ask Matty ice that's sad because Indy had the top offensive line for years there. Like, for a while there, they had the best offensive. How the hell do you think Jonathan Taylor had the league in rushing? I mean, they were just creating so many gaps for him. He was hitting the gaps in the holes like, nobody's business.
1: You, you know what's fascinating about that? So it's interesting because I think the, the Colts O-line issues were disguised because of Jonathan Taylor and the success of the run game. Mm-hmm. Because even during that time, Wentz was getting rushed. That, that O-line was not good, good in pass protection. No,
0: it wasn't. It really wasn't. And, I mean, as much as you want to see them take a quarterback, yeah, they have Gardner Minshew under center. Ryan Kelly's still there. Quentin Nelson, I mean, Braden Smith. Wolf Friars is there. I mean, they, they have an offensive line. Let's not be dumb about it. They have an offensive line, especially with Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly. That's, those two guys alone are enough to protect a QB. Is it enough to protect a Will Levis who doesn't know how to read certain rushes? Probably not. Anthony Richardson, the first chance he gets, he's running. He's out of the pocket. Okay. So again, another team like Houston who needs a quarterback. Do you desperately take one now? Because that is the popular thing to do right now. Because you feel that quarterback is the last is the main option. Yes, it's the main option. Can Gardner Minshew get you five wins? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he can. But in a weak draft class for quarterbacks, why not wait till the third round? Go get you a Jake Herner out of Fresno. Or go get you um, a Thompson, Dorian Thompson, out of UCLA. You're going to get guys that are just as serviceable in those rounds compared to wasting it on a Will Levis, who's probably not going to be that guy. Or wasting it on a Anthony Richardson, who's not going to be that guy. Jaron Hall's another guy. I love Jaron Hall. Tanner McKee out of Stanford. These are guys you're going to get later. Hendon Hooker should be there in the third round I mean the culture there that's what I'm saying this draft class you need to draft everything outside of a QB first you're going to get QBs later on in the draft that are going to be serviceable and that's that's where I'm like okay you're the Colts is it the popular opinion to take a QB what do you think they should go QB I'm probably sure you're going to say yes
1: I mean like like early no the Colts probably shouldn't go QB
0: probably BPA right best player available yeah don't worry about the QB position just go best player available for I mean
1: especially if there isn't like that you know like generational type talented quarterback available you know like why again BPA just go with the best player available you get your money's worth get the value there and you fill you still fill a position that you need anyway
0: yeah exactly Exactly, You've got a lot of needs in that. There's so many players, man. This draft's going to be so awesome. I'm, I'm kind of excited for it, but I'm also kind of scared to see teams take these quarterbacks in the first round and really screw themselves over. But nonetheless, man, we're going to end this show here on a bang, and we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys real quick. So Cowboys are a popular thing, and I hate that we always have to talk about them on the show, but they're sitting at – uh 26, and again, what do they do, man? I mean, the Cowboys are are so loaded, according to Cowboy Nation. Everybody, oh, we've got Dak Prescott. We need a running back. We need Bijan John Robinson, who's probably not going to be there. We may need to get a Jamar Gibbs. Why? Because we've got CeeDee Lamb. We've got Brandon Cooks. We've got Michael Gallup. We don't have a tight end anymore. So Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, uh, those guys are gonna be there probably. Do you go after, in my opinion, what they should do is go after an offensive lineman. I think uh John Michael uh Smith is gonna be there. That'll be a perfect center for you. I know they have Tyler uh Bedaz, but I would take over I would take uh Smith over him every day. Or do they go defense, man? I mean you can, you have so many defensive guys that are going to be available. Maybe a Drew Sanders linebacker out of Arkansas. You could possibly get uh Manuel Forbes, Mississippi state cornerback. One of the top rated cornerbacks may drop there. Which side do you see the Cowboys drafting on? Which side of the ball do you think they will go in that first pick on the first round? Number 26 overall?
1: Well, I think you just said it. I think you just answered the question. Um, Like you said, there's going to be a very good offensive lineman piece available to them. Um, Of course, if he's there, um, I think they go that route because you also, as you just said, there's going to be a lot of good defensive pieces available, but there's not going to be as many good offensive line pieces, and the Cowboys do need to fill that position. So I think the Cowboys should go with the offense. I mean, people have been saying the O-line needs some attention and it's needed attention for a few years now. So um, I think why not just fill those cracks and, you know, bolster that O-line that's ultimately going to protect Dak, who's we, we saw last season, you know, he's vulnerable, he's prone to injury. So being able to protect him and allowing the Cowboys to be able to run the ball more efficiently and, you know, they'll there'll be op- other opportunities to get defensive pieces, but I think they should take care of that O-line.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% with the old line pick. I really feel they need to really draft an offensive lineman. Considering you've got a lot, of, a lot of great offensive linemen. Osiris Thomas should be there. He's the best. He's the number one ranked interior offensive lineman in this draft. To see him dropping in some box drafts that low to the Cowboys area. That's insane. That really is insane. So I think they should stick with the offensive line and come back in the next few rounds. They're still going to be able to get some really good players. I'm going to actually do a mock draft, a three round mock draft for the Dallas Cowboys here. Uh, I'll be posting on our Substack. Follow the Substack at sweeptheleague.substack.com and check out some of the articles that are going to be coming up. We'll have some uh, videos as well, stuff like that, as we uh bolster our Substack again. Sweeptheleague.substack.com. So. For stats, it's draft night. It's draft week. We'll be sure to talk next week about how these teams are looking after the draft. So the post-draft show of Sweep the League will be coming. But like I said, it is stats. Rudy Campos, Jr., for everybody else at Sweep the League. Be sure to tune in this weekend. Our social medias... um, we're going to be posting a lot of mission stuff on saturday and sunday hopefully uh more on saturday than sunday but nonetheless we'll get them all i'll tell everybody try to get some player interviews get some uh some videos and stuff up from the missions games as we do cover these San antonio missions so for stats this is really comforting until we sweep the league again next week we'll see you guys later oh yeah